Hi everybody, I'm Colin. And my name is Javen. And welcome to the Abstract Podcast, our podcast about ideas that matter. Today on the show, Javen interviews Dr. Kurt Warner about the importance of the college experience and about education in general. Dr. Warner is a professor here at TFC and he's been here since 2006. Um, Dr. Warner teaches communications. He has earned a bachelor's degree from Wheaton College uh, master's degrees from Reg- Regent University Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary, and he has his PhD from the University of Georgia. We also want to give a shout out to Hershberger's Bakery for again this week providing us with a loaf of bread to give to our guest. Um, John was kind enough to give us a really nice sourdough loaf of bread, and uh, Dr. Warner was really pleased with it. You can visit Hershberger's Bakery um, on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. They're open from 7 a.m. to 3 p.m., and then on Saturday they close at 2. I would highly recommend checking out the breads and the sandwiches. Pretty much everything they do there is wonderful. But get there early because they sell out quick. That's right. And next up is my conversation with Dr. Warner. Dr. Warner, thanks for coming by today. Yeah, my pleasure. Thank you. You bet. I have heard a rumor floating around on campus that you have this heretical view that college might actually be more valuable than just the money it allows us to make after we graduate. So I wanted to give you your fair say to go ahead and just denounce this rumor before it gets spread around too much. Yeah, well, we certainly don't want rumors going around, particularly of heresy. In fact, of course, one could argue that the heretical view is actually the view that looks at college as a focus on uh, getting a degree and ultimately having a degree so one can have a job that makes more money. Um, but yeah, I think um, often when we find ourselves in a situation like college, or particularly college, there is a, a notion of um, a, a sense that college is purely a preparation for a particular task, a particular job. And I think one of the, one of the issues I would have with that is I think it minimizes or erodes the student's ability to experience the abundant life that Christ promises while in college. Yeah. So that, that's just that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Um, I know in my own experience, when I when I decided I was going to come to college, I, I could only really justify it in my mind after I had decided, I think this is the occupation I want to pursue, and so I think I can justify going to college in light of this is the job I'll be able to get afterwards. This is how college can benefit me. Um, how long have you been a professor? So I started teaching college in 2001, so sure. 18 so years. You've been teaching for 18, and then you have your doctorate degree. You've been going to college. You've been around college for a long time. Um, pretty much, yes, yeah, since I was 18. <laughs> yeah. I would like to hear your perspective, your experience. What have you seen? What is the value of college, and why, why should we be going to college um, perhaps further than just the money we can make after? I think one... Fundamentally, I think it's a matter of production of self. Mm-hmm. So we can, we can look at college as sort of a repository of information, information that we need to know in order to 
perform the job that will pay us the money. Yeah. Or we can look at college in, uh, in such a way as to recognize that it's not just a matter of the information that I can learn, but rather the production of who I am. Mm. And so the, the notion that um, I'm, not coming, I'm not coming to college as a fully formed individual who is in need of knowledge filling, but rather we come to college and really we come into any experience in our lives as um, uh, a self that is being formed. Sure. And so college is a really powerful space in which there can be, there can be, there's a great potential for a very intentional commitment to the production of self. So whatever we do, the self is being produced, but there are a handful of moments or seasons in one's life where the intensity of that production is increased. And I would say that college clearly is um, one of those experiences so that if we recognize the potential, um, college can be a very intense experience in terms of producing who we are. So you're saying that the value of college is in like the cultivation of being more than just a filling of information. Kind of the um, something I, I've been thinking about. It's almost the, the idea I, I tend to get from a lot of people is that, well, here at TFC in the communications department, to uh, receive your communications degree, you have to go before the professors in the department and, and prove that you've known the knowledge, right? So it's like, it's almost as if you could somehow dupe the professors into just signing off on you and never come to college, you would be just as well off in the world having received that degree, then you could go get some jobs and accomplish things, right. you know? So one of the concerns I have in terms of, if you look at the landscape, the education landscape today, and that is the clearly the issue with increased college costs. Mm -hmm. And so people have been saying, okay, how can, we, how can we deal with the increased college costs? And any number of solutions, of course, are being uh, suggested and initiated and acted. Um, but the great danger, I think, is going down a path that eventually ends at the extreme terminus of the path is, here is my X amount of dollars, now you hand me the paperwork. Right. 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 And so the idea then that um, in, the co in that context, of course, the, the, the quality is lost. So the focus becomes very, the focus is, um, I fear, overly quantitative, right? Mm -hmm. So how much money can I make? Um, how many pieces of information do I have to have? How many classes do I have to take? Um, you know, we, the, we were talking about this in class yesterday, but the, the, the classic question um, that I often get and other professors get is when a student asks, is this going to be on the exam, right. Right? right? And, I mean, professors, I mean, if you're a student listening to this, just don't ask that question because <laughs> it, it doesn't, the professor's not going to be particularly pleased because, of course, what professors hear is, you know, I mean, what professor's going to say no to that, right? You're, because <laughs> no, because then, like, oh, the student means, that the student's going to be like, okay, now I don't have to listen anymore. Right. But 
the idea of is this going to be on the exam, I think, is a question that articulates this sort of problematic perspective towards college because it's this overly utilitarian mindset that is suggesting that okay, I need to get I need to get the money so I need to get the job. In order to get the job, I need to get the degree. In order to get the degree, I have to finish this class. In order to finish this class, I have to know the information for this exam. Mm -hmm. And so the idea that the student is looking at this knowledge right, as information. And instead of gaining wisdom, mm, yeah. right, instead of the potential of gaining wisdom and then character production, self-construction, it's just information. And I think in that instance, the student has sold him or herself extremely short because they've missed out on the wisdom they missed out on the character application of what is what is going on and i think information can become tyrannical right information can become tyrannical um i i don't want to claim this as an original um thought of mine others have you know thrown this around and particularly um i really like uh peter's hmm. uh, take on it um comp scholar at iowa but the idea that if all I'm here for is to ask a question and then receive the information, okay, then what quality am I? Right? What quality do I have? All I'm doing is asking questions and then saying, Professor, you give me the information. And in that context, then information can become tyrannical because it's just a matter to say, I'm in here, I'm here in college to ask the question to get the information. And there is no space in that equation for growth. There's no space in that equation for something new. And the idea that, you know, are we asking the question, as students, are we asking the question, did that class period today change me, right? Am I a different person now because I took that class than when I was at the beginning? Those are the questions we should be asking. As opposed to... Have I gained information that will be a means to some other ends? Yeah. Right, exactly. And then once, once those other ends are gained, then the means are no longer necessary. So one, effectively, it's like once I get the job, then the college, college has served its purpose, as opposed to college being an experience that will stay with us until, until the end. Yeah. So when, when you teach a class, you know, what do you, what's the mindset that you hope your students come into your class with? Or what's the mindset that you hope students come to college with? Because I don't know about your own experience, but it seems like, at least for me, kind of understanding what college is really about actually happens after we make a decision to come. Right. And, and for some, you know, understanding what college is all about happens perhaps 10 or years after. The process starts, <laughs> I should say. Right. Now, absolutely. So the, you know, I don't have a sense, I have a 15-year-old son, and I don't have a sense that what's driving him when he's thinking about college right now is the production of self, <laughs> the sort of existential journey that he'll <laughs> go on. Now, I'm trying to sow those seeds a little bit to get him to think that way, you know. But the idea that 
as a student comes into my class first and foremost, and I try to be explicit about this in many of my classes, and that is the idea that we are here to honor and praise, give glory to the Lord, right? So I come into, and that's why I'm in the class too, so we come into that classroom to honor and glorify the Lord, which speaks again to the sort of perspective that how do we best do that? And there is a greater quality, I think, to that uh, pursuit when we're saying, okay, we're here in order to become someone more. Right? Um, to even to think about it in terms of to increase, to increase our humanity. And um, I think that is, that's sort of a key dynamic that we don't necessarily think about because when we think humanity, we often just think biology and genetics. And so if I am human after all, so it's not a matter of increasing my humanity, but I would argue that what humanity is, humanity is that which God created to be his image. So humanity is not primarily or fundamentally genes and amino acids or something, and I'll stop there because I don't know anything else, but <laughs> humanity is fundamentally that which God created to be his image. And so how then do we understand coming into any given class or coming into college largely, you know, generally speaking, as an opportunity for us to fulfill that mandate to be his image. And one of the things I think that is key is the idea of saying, do I come into a class to learn what to think or to learn how to think? And from the one paradigm, from the I'm here to get the information, to get the degree, to get the job, to get the money paradigm, um, there's the general commitment that, okay, I'm here to learn what to think and once the exam is done, then, then I really don't need that information anymore. That information has served its purpose. Mm -hmm. As opposed to, I'm here to learn how to think. Different paradigms of thought. The process of thought. To me, that's how we truly honor God. Because if, if we're here just for the information, once the information has served its purpose, it's, it's no longer valuable to us. And how much can we praise and honor God through things that really aren't that valuable? As opposed to saying, no, I'm here to learn how to think, to, to learn how different paradigms of thought can process um, and, and impact who I am. And that can have lasting impact. So the idea of, are we here to honor God? Um, and if we are, then what does that look like? Sure. And in, in terms of talking about honoring God through pursuing um, a specific field or a specific uh, focus in college, I'd be interested to just hear how you, over the terms of your own studies and then being a professor, like what has it done for you, for your humanity? Because people will say, well, Professor Water, that's great that it's making you into more of a human, but it's not really worth $50,000 to become a bit more of a human, you know? Right. Like what has it done in your own life in terms of, your being, I guess. Right. So, you know, one of the ways to understand the issue of humanity is to understand what God has given to humanity. And what God gave to humanity in the garden was um, stewardship over the world. And, and stewardship then over, well, even the, the capacity to produce culture, right? So 
the notion that we are culture producers is, in my perspective, evidence that we are to be the image of God. For as God created, so also we create. And the idea that God has created humanity and instilled in humanity authority and creativity, authority to rule over creation and creativity to make new, which is most significantly expressed in culture. And so having a liberal arts education, um, so my bachelor's degree is from Wheaton College and a liberal arts school, and having a liberal arts education really is the foundation that framed that perspective for me. The creative and authoritative. Right. The no- and the notion that huma- as humans, we have a responsibility. Hmm. We have a responsibility to be honoring God through our expressions of authority and creativity and to fulfill purpose. So the notion that, um, you know, the, the question then of saying, how much is that worth? Right. Financially is, again, a tough question, because at on one hand, we know that it's a serious question that students have to consider and wrestle with and so forth. Um, But on the, the other perspective, you could make the argument that what we're talking about is priceless. Right. You can't you can't quantify you can't quantify the ability and the capacity to fulfill purpose. Um, I can quantify, I can put a price tag on information. I can say this piece of information is worth this much. Um, But I would argue that you really can't quantify or put a price on what it means to experience more fully the purpose of our creation, right? And so, I mean, the idea that joy, I mean, our abundant life, where does that come from? And, and I, I think joy doesn't come from information. Mm-hmm. Um, joy comes from the fullness of, of fulfill, our fulfilling the potential uh, in our lives, seeing growth, seeing development, seeing the, the reality of being drawn closer to him through the image that is Christ. Um, and, and in those, you know, in those classes, um, I think we have the opportunity, but undoubtedly, the question of cost at a college um, is is a real and significant question, and it's one that students really have to take seriously. Um, I wish we had more time because I feel like we've touched on three different episodes here all at once. But one thing I, I would ask you: this is something that I hear among my friends a lot. Is you know, I'm thinking about going to school, but I just I can't pin down the job that I would want to get afterwards. What would you say to someone who, who would be interested in education but just doesn't know where they want to go yet? Yeah. I mean, in, in one thing, the, uh, in terms of this conversation, let me say that obviously college has a um, – it serves in a, a preparation way, right? We are certainly preparing for something. And, and my, my, you know, my big argument is if, if that's all we see it as, preparing for a task, for a job, then we're – we're, we're losing out. Then we're definitely overpaying, would be my <laughs> argument. But the, I think, and this is becoming more prevalent, the idea that I'm not going to college because I don't know what I'm going to do, to me, is foreign, right? And because, to me, I look as co- at college as, the, as a space in which 
I can learn what I want to do as I am in investing myself in the production of who I am, who I will be, um, it is an opportunity then for me to have a sense of, of what I'm going to be. I don't know, I don't have statistics in terms of how many students come to college with one vocation in mind but switch over to another, but certainly there are plenty. I know I fall into that category. Um, I went to college with an idea of doing something that I, um, I never did. So I went to college um, thinking I was going to be a medical doctor, and and you know I um, you know once I realized how bad how how squeamish blood makes me feel, then I thought maybe that's not a good idea. Um, so in terms of if if I'm 18 years old and I'm thinking okay I'm thinking about college but I don't know what I want to do, um, to me that's not a reason not to go to college. Sure. Uh, and I think it's a matter of then to say, okay, what type of what type of courses and majors do I want to pursue, um, potentially at college? And 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 you know one one significant cultural trend that speaks to this whole dynamic is is the drop off of um, humanities majors, like yeah. English. Um, for example, has dropped off about 50%. So English majors has dropped off about 50%. And as that drops off, what are people focusing on? Right, so they're focusing on more specifically um, vocational uh, degrees. And hard, so the professional, well, not even necessarily hard science, obviously, if you're getting into the sciences, but um, professional degrees, right? So the idea of... Um, and in some, in a lot of instances, of course, um, technical degrees, but degrees that basically in the major say, this is what I'm going to do. So a humanities major like English or communication, you know, it's just like at the end of my degree, I'm going to speak English. You know, I've been <laughs> doing that all along anyway. Um, and so you have, you have an increase in certain things um, like business degrees. Sure. Um, and the mindset that, okay, um, this clearly, this is a clear path to getting into business. Right? As opposed to English, you know, English... It's a clear path to the, who knows. Right, exactly. And, and to me, you know, I question, I question this perspective of the clear path. Because a clear path is narrow. And a clear path is previously defined. Hmm. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's great value in being on a path that's wide open and requires definition and requires production of a path and leads to an open area and an open space in which the individual must choose and consider and decide. And, of course, at the end of the day, whatever major you, you pursue, at the end, you do have to do those things. But I think it takes courage, and it does, and it perhaps, and that's perhaps the bravest people in the world are English majors <laughs> um, and comm majors. But the idea that there is value in communication, and there's value in English, and there's value in the humanities, because what the humanities are about is about the production of space. Yeah. So in our last few minutes, give your best pitch for being humanities major. Yeah. So the idea that, I mean, from a very practical perspective. As I speak to an 18-year-old, I would say, and I, you know, 
try very hard not to be condescending in the manner in which I say this, but simply to say, you know, there's a pretty good chance that whatever you think you're going to be doing when you're 40 years old, you won't. I mean, even if you look at the statistics today in terms of how many people change careers now in the course of, of yeah. their professional life, right? So those numbers are increasing at a pretty remarkable rate. And so the idea that, okay, I'm going to go and pursue a degree, and, and it's not a matter of putting all non-humanities degrees down, right? But the idea that I'm going to pursue a degree that's going to lead me to a particular job, okay, this narrow path that's going to lead me to this particular job. Well, again, the question is, when you get there, is that the job you really want? Um, and when you're 35, is that the job you're still going to really want? Okay. And the chances are that at some point in the professional life of that student, the answer is going to be no. That's not what I still want. Humanities, on the other hand, pre prepares for everything. And humanities has that focus of producing within the student the humanity um, that God has prepared them for. And so the idea that learning communication, for example, I mean, the classic thing with communication is you always say, no matter what you do, you're going to be communicating. And so to learn to communicate well um, prepares you for this huge wide range of professional pursuits. So the, the, to the professional and vocational question, I would say, why limit yourself? Right? Why limit yourself? And then on, in my estimation, what is the larger question, because I believe this is the eternal question, and that is the production of humanity within the experience and within the life of the student, mm -hmm. then, I mean, what's better than humanities? Because it is in the name, right? Sure. Um, but the idea that the humanities is, the humanities is not about specific answers. The humanities is not about um, giving, the, giving the specific answer to the specific question. The humanities is about the production of something new that allows the students to, to ask questions um, and, and not be seeking the 15-second answer. Well, yeah, thanks so much. Um, I'm sure we could talk about this for a long time. Indeed, I'm sure that I could. Yeah. yeah, maybe we'll have you back on. All right, great. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, uh, it's been a pleasure and an honor. Thank you. Well, that was our conversation with Dr. Warner, and it is just always such a pleasure to listen to him. If there's one person that I really just delight to just sit and hear him just talk for like an hour straight, it's, it's him. I don't have any classes with him um, like you, Javen, but I do. I, I had a winter class with him where he said he spoke in several, several plenary sessions and just a gifted thinker and just brilliant. And it's wonderful to sit under him. So it was great hearing this conversation you had with him today. Um, what were some things that you came away thinking from the conversation? Yeah, so. Listening back over the conversation, um, I noticed Dr. Warner, he kind of talked about three different things. He talked about the production of self, um, how to think versus what to think as kind of a goal for our education. And then he also talked about the clear path that might or might not be involved in your education experience. So um, I thought the production of self was a very interesting thing that he talked about. And I think it's important that we, that we clarify you know, the context of this conversation, like we're talking about going to college, mm -hmm. but obviously not everyone is called to go to college or even wants to go to college. So I think it's important to see this in perspective, like 
the production of self is something that we should be going after, you know, making making who we're going to be, regardless of where you find yourself in life. And one way I like to think about it is people always talk about, you know, I need to go on this journey to go out and find myself as if I already exist out there. I just got to mm-hmm. find it. And it seemed like what Dr. Warner was talking about was you go to college or you go to a new experience, you get a new job to actually produce that self and mm-hmm. to build that up out of yourself. Yeah, and instead of it becoming a discovery of this person that you didn't know you were, instead of it, it's it's the hard work of mm-hmm. producing and yeah. disciplining and getting to a place where you are a more um, integrated whole human being. Yeah, it's like those new experiences build within yeah. you into something that you didn't know you could be. Right, and that's where he was talking it's not necessary you go to college for that, but college does provide an environment to be a catalyst for those yeah. kind of decisions and that kind of change and transformation. Yeah, college is a very, it's a unique place, and it seems like it's kind of a, a microcosm of the whole world. Mm-hmm. Like here on yep. this one campus, like we've got, like you learning, you know, education, like to teach people. We have the the arts, and the humanities, mm-hmm. the English departments where we learn how to write. We have our scientists and yeah. our nurses and our basketball players. Like, yeah. Everybody in the world, yeah. you know, yeah. is kind of represented right. in a small space. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, it's very cool. Um, so on to one of the second things that you were highlighting from your conversation was he talked about the importance of especially not necessarily college education, but education in general as teaching humans how to think versus what to think. So method versus content. Yeah. Kind of. Have you found that to be something that you've gained in your classes? Yeah, I would say I would say definitely, and um, yeah, it kind of, especially as far as education classes, um, the questions like I didn't know there could be so much to learn about the art of teaching or pedagogy, mm-hmm. as they call it, <laughs> um, because there's the, the the way they evaluate the question is always you know why are you doing this? Why are you doing this? And it teaches you how to, I have just been thinking a lot about how do I think during my classroom, a lot of how I, because I taught two years before this, a lot of mine was, okay, how do I get these kids what they need so that they pass my test right. so that I can yeah. move them on to the next Means grade? Means to the end. Yeah. Sure. yeah. And if I can learn to think like that as a teacher and to te- think how do I want to think as a teacher and how mm-hmm. do I want to communicate how to think to my students. Um, that's been a, that I, I really liked what he said there about that. Yeah, and you know one one thing, one way I think this is really the rubber meets the road in the world is um, in younger math classes, the public education system is going toward the Common Core, mm-hmm. and like people are not impressed with this because I think that's what this is going for. I'm not super familiar with it, but it's teaching kids how to think, how to approach abstract problems. And not just what's the easiest way to do this division to get the answer. And so it's a different approach to it. Yeah. And not everyone's down with it. Right. And that's what I was actually, I was talking with my professor this morning about it. Um, Like, because of the Common Core movement, there is room now in, like, um, in education to where you can differentiate. You don't have to give every student the same test. Okay, so basically wow. every student has this zone of proximal development. Um, <laughs> and so what you want to do is you want to have your test just on the outside of that. So it's hard work to get there, but it's attainable. But then you you push 
all of your students to get, you know, wow. to do the hard work. The last thing that Dr. Wander talked about that I thought was really interesting was the clear path. And um, this this is something I think everyone everyone has to has to come to terms with, whether you're going to mm-hmm. college or not. But he especially mentioned it in reference to the humanities. When you decide to pursue a degree in the humanities, you are accepting the fact that you're not stepping onto a clear path mm-hmm. to a clear job to a clear amount of money at the end. Right. And so I would ask you, what are you're in education, mm-hmm. so you you are on a clear path. Like, what are some of the pros of that? Because you know you you know what job you want to get at the end. Right. Yeah. And yeah. So my job is fairly clear lined up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, the the as a teacher, the money part isn't always quite. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the specifics are <laughs> yeah, not. That's the specifics true. aren't. Yeah. But um, part of that is really nice. And, like, it's, I, I just know from the situation teaching-wise, it will not, if you graduate with your teaching certification and you got decent grades, it's not going to be hard to find a job mm. uh, because of the demand for teachers. So part of that is really nice. Um, I really like it is nice to know you have the assurance. You know, you got bills racking up after college. Yeah. It's a nice assurance to know you can settle down right away and get some of those paid off. Certainly. Um, yeah, so that's that's definitely the plus side. But I think about it, especially for you communication majors, that that part of is a little bit more ambiguous. What's that experience like? Yeah, so I guess you have to approach it more of like, well, the production of self. Like these classes and this wisdom that I'm gaining and the way that I'm learning how to think is going to equip me for whatever job I go into. The possibilities are not only endless, mm. but super obscure. Yeah. So it's, yeah. yeah, it's just whatever you decide to go after, I guess. But the thing is, you know, for for your major, for my major, it's easier, means to an end, is just an easier mindset to adopt because I get the certi- I just got yeah. to do these classes, fulfill the requirements, pass the gaze at the end, and the ethics exam, and then I get my certification, yeah. and I'm on my way. Um, for you, it's more paying attention and, and developing these things over time so that as you are have your opportunities, you're ready to produce within them, um, with developing your mindset along the way. So yeah. So I mean, I think both paths yeah. are uh, admirable paths, but definitely different. Yeah. Anyway, um, appreciate you being here with mm-hmm. me, and appreciate Dr. Wanna coming on with us, and we look forward to um, having you guys listen to us again. 